season six of the classified lady and we're living our best lives now because we're real about who we are and what we like you're on the mic with dr ace the global mentor coach and today i've got a very 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 special guest with me she's such a joy to talk to and i'm sure you're going to love her as much as i do so ladies i want you to sit back buckle up get you a pen paper pencil whatever and listen to this more than once by the way because we have the fabulous Miss Steph Stuffin with us today. And I'm very excited. As y'all can tell about these, today's topic because I just know this topic is right up Steph's alley. She was the first person I thought about for this topic. And I know she's gonna share some phenomenal tips for how we can have a positive outlook on life. So welcome Steph Stuffin! <laughs> So y'all, I'm ready to dive into this topic. So first, I'm gonna let Steph share a little bit about who she is. So tell the people, Steph, who is Steph Stuffin? Latanya, <laughs> I'm sure like this was the most amazing introduction I've ever had in my life. So like, thanks. They're just really, really appreciative. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <really> Absolutely. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So yeah, thanks. And thanks for having me on your show for sure. So yeah, my name is Steph and what I, I'm originally a veterinarian. I worked as a veterinarian for many years. And over those years, I, especially when I was um, starting in the beginning, there was a lot of stress that came my way and I really struggled. So over those years, I also learned techniques to deal with the stress in my life. And one of the things I really learned was that, I don't know, 90, 95%, 100% of the stress that we have is created in our own minds. It's really, and once we start changing our perspective, we can lead a lot happier and more relaxed lives. And you know, that is a practice. And so now I'm teaching that as the leaders work. So I help people be more confident and happy and free through investigating fears, anxieties, worries, and um, helping them let that go. That's amazing. That is amazing. I love it. So tell the people, what is your mantra? What What is something that you use that carries you through life? My absolute favorite one is the sky is not the limit. The mind that creates the sky is. Oh, I love that. I love it too. It's like, I absolutely like even saying it, it's been with me for many years, but even saying it, it just, oh, it just makes my chest open. And so it's a Byron Katie quote. Byron Katie is one of my teachers. And for me, it's a reminder where my power is, you know, in this world. And so my power is in changing my mind, my thought patterns and my judgments and my perspective. And that's where my happiness is. I love it because what you're talking about is creating that space that you choose to live in. And it's not based off of outside parameters, but it's something that's completely internal to you and how you choose to respond to outside stressors and anything else that comes. So as the mind, I remember this quote or something in this movie, I don't remember which one, it was talking about the mind fabricating reality, right? And I think about the matrix, right? So it's kind of like, you know, your mind fabricates whatever you believe, whatever you choose to believe in. And so if your mind can conceive it, um, I was just watching Ant-Man last night or night before last. And she said, she was giving him instructions about how to make the ants do what you want. She says, you have to clear your mind and focus and think about 
Just literally think about what you want them to do and they'll respond. It was just basically about the power of the mind. And he literally just closed his eyes, took a couple of breaths and thought about what he wanted them to do and it happened. And that's just the power of, of suggestion in your mind. What you create for yourself is what manifests. That's a term that a lot of people like right. to use, manifesting, right? And so that's really unique in that, you know, it's your approach. There's no, I love it because there's no one size fits all approach to how we tap mm -hmm. to our mind and creating it. So I love that just so, so much. So how do you envision a positive outlook on life? Like, what does that look like to you? So I think it's like totally, again, it, it's coming back to the same thing. You know, it's like we see what we believe in. So we kind of have heard that and we, it kind of resonates with us, but um, you know, it's, it's really like a deep thing because the world is an echo chamber of our belief systems. It like, it really, I love, I honestly love social media because it functions exactly like that. It doesn't mean I spend a lot of time on social media. What I mean is that it really mirrors how our minds work. Because like, you know, your Facebook um, newsfeed or your newsfeed, wherever you are, is an echo chamber of the posts that you interact with and what you post. Right. And, and, the, and reality actually works like that. Mm. It's like what we put out keeps coming back at us. Wow. That's and so, so yeah, it is. It is like, to me, it's like, you know, Facebook, Facebook actually mirrors our minds. And like, you know, so right now, Obviously, the overwhelming paradigm of the world is really negative, right? We're in danger, we're threatened, we're yes. limited, and we're at the mercy of the powers that be, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like creating a positive outlook, like an, in having a positive outlook in, in life. So in, just imagine what if instead your predominant belief system would be that the universe is kind. Right, right, right. right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what I'm often hearing is, well, that's toxic positivity. That's just, you know, sticking your head in the sand. And so you know what? It can be. It can be that. But to really do this is, is a practice of questioning your belief systems. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you throw away all of the, the ones that you had before, but just question them and see if, if they are really actually true and question, you know, your belief systems and your judgments to find out what is true for you, not what is true for everybody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. That's the trap we fall into. Like, hey, they're saying this and they're saying this. And, you know, and then it's like, well, I know that I'm right because the fact these people are giving me all the facts and therefore that must be true. Well, question what is true for you? And that takes okay. a lot of courage to, to go there. It's like going back to the matrix, you know, mm -hmm. who is the, that moment of like, will you step out of that? Will yeah. you? Will you get into that place of where you don't know what's going to happen, where you're on your own? You know, that step takes a lot of courage. Yeah. But it results into, in much more confidence in yourself. Absolutely. And less fear. And with more confidence and less fear, you have more energy, you know, to change the world. I love so, it. Hmm. I love it. Because as you were talking, I imagine this big mirror that we have that we're just basically looking in the mirror at ourselves. And they have this technology called the mirror. 
And in it, it's, you, you know, you have like, obviously you can exercise, you can have this, you can have that. And I'm just reminded of that mirror. And there's this show called Being Mary Jane. And the, the, the lead character would have these sticky notes and she would write sticky notes to herself and it would be on mirrors <laughs> and on her bedposts and here and there throughout her house. And it's just that vision that you're casting for yourself so that you're constantly looking in this mirror of yourself. And like yes. you said, asking yourself these hard questions about your beliefs and staring yourself in the face in this mirror and saying, why do I believe this? Is this because it's something that my parents taught me? And is it applicable to my life at this point in time, right? And creating that vision of your life. It's just like vision boards. And I'm a huge fan of vision boards. I believe yes, that. If you can me too. It, you can, you know, if you can see it, you can imagine yourself in it, it can happen for you, right? And that's how I see Instagram specifically, one big vision board, Pinterest, one big vision board, right? And now as I look at social media, they're all changing, like Twitter now has these things where if you follow this topic, so like you said, creating the the, the images and the things that you want to see, these, these echo chambers, right? So if all I want to focus on is entertainment or health and wellness or positive quotes, like they say positive Positive quotes, positive outlook, right, positive right, life. Right. I can follow that and my feed, my feed will adjust so yes. that that's what I'm seeing more of. And it's the same thing now happening with Instagram and I see it in different things, right? And, and it's like these platforms are learning your behavior, obviously. And like you said, through what you post and what you interact with, this is why it's important that you pay attention to what you're liking because the, it tells the system, okay, this is what they want to see more of. Not necessarily. You're just probably liking it to support this person, but you got to know how the platforms work. But yes, again, right. creating these echo chambers of life for yourself of what you're seeing and what you're allowing into yourself constantly. Though, If you feed fear, then that's what you're going to get, right? I'm reminded of this, that that piece in the movie tomorrow i think it's tomorrowland or something and she said she her dad was talking to her and they, he kept teaching them about feeding the wolf which which one are you going to feed right feed right, the right yes. Wolf. yes are you gonna feed negativity or positivity it's up to you but i also think that it's about balance because something you said earlier made me think about it you need your beliefs you, but you also need a good, healthy balance between positively and reality. I want to have a positive outlook, but I don't want to have it so much that I'm gullible and I'm walking through life not paying attention. I don't subscribe to fear, but am, am I unrealistic about what's happening around me? Absolutely not. I see and I hear, I pay attention to the news, but I choose, again, mentally, I choose to create a world where I, I'm not negatively impacted constantly right. by all the toxic news and all the fear mongering and all the bad stuff we see, but I'm feeding myself positive news. I like to see it like that, you know? And right. I love that about what you're saying about creating these spaces for yourself, these echo chambers where you are visualizing properly the outlook that you choose on life, questioning your beliefs, because yes. many of us have beliefs that were just handed down to us. We don't even know why. There are a lot of people who don't even know why they believe what they believe. It's just because mom and them said this is what you're supposed to do. But right. that was handed down to them from generations of people <laughs> who experience a trauma that's no longer applicable. And I'm always reminded about the refrigerator situation because 
Don't put that in the hot air refrigerator. You're going to bring the temperature of the refrigerator down. That's not how that works anymore. That was applicable back in the day when they literally had a frozen block of ice that they put into the ice box and that's why it was called that. So you couldn't put nothing in there because you would melt the ice. We don't need that tech. We have technology now that doesn't apply, you know, or when stoves and ovens were so much smaller, so they had to cut, you know, parts of the chicken and feet of you know, the turkey off because they were too small to fit. You don't have to do that anymore because we got much <laughs> larger technology for that. And so the things that are passed down, you gotta question those because maybe it's affecting your outlook on life and how you go through life and interact with other people because that yes. doesn't apply no more. <laughs> that doesn't apply really? anymore. <laughs> so totally that's just yes. crazy yeah so and, and like i'm honestly thinking that you know like a lot of the fears that we are um still reacting to um they're coming back from way back like from you know like um i mean they they're saying part of our brain brain is like a primitive brain that still responds to survival wow. instinct and you know like most of us don't need to respond out of that but we do wow wow that's so good that's so good because we don't think about that we don't no. tap into the totality no, totally. of it. yes um, and that's why i think we go through life mindlessly droning on and responding and reacting rather than being proactive and taking authority over our own lives and being mm -hmm. accountable for what we're seeing and hearing and experiencing and saying, you know what, I'm not tolerating that anymore. And I think it's about creating boundaries for yourself, you know, in that yeah. regard. I think that a lot of that leads to why we're seeing so much stress and anxiety because we don't have, we tend to not have proper boundaries. And that's something that I would love to see us teach children nowadays. Because if I had learned how to create healthy boundaries for myself as a child, I would have used those techniques growing up and even into adulthood. And I believe that some of the tra traumatic experiences or even some of the things that I, decisions that I've made, I probably would not have made them because I would have had the right tools to help right. me create boundaries that said absolutely not, right? right? You know, you mentioned in the workspace and how, you know, with stress and anxiety and a lot of stuff, especially stress in the workplace, but a lot of times we don't have boundaries even in the workplace. You know, sometimes we think that I'm an employee, I don't have recourse, I don't I can't create boundaries for myself. I can't say no. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because right. guess what? If something happens to you, they're gonna figure out how to get it done. Somebody else is still gonna do that job, right? Right, <laughs> right. So and, you know, and you kind of go like, well, is that obvious, right? And and then um, when you're faced with that situation, you go like, ah, oh, okay, I'll do it, because okay. because the back the in the back of you know not the back of your mind, but in the unconscious, there's still that like, okay, well, I better show up as the person who will stay and who will work harder because otherwise I'll lose my job and then otherwise I don't have any money and you know my kids are going to starve yeah, and that's that fear that's cycle we, mm -hmm. yeah that fear yeah. cycle and I believe that part of society is designed that way that whole fear cycle of provision but one thing the pandemic I believe has exposed and revealed is priorities and how people are learning to you know what prioritize family and life and appreciate mm -hmm. those things that you know what I'm missing out on so much that right. 
this is not worth it. Life is too short. It's too valuable. It's too precious to waste or spend all of my waking hours working and, and giving my family crumbs. Whereas right. my family should get the best of me and everything else gets a part of me and maybe necess- if necessary crumbs, you know? So I believe that that people's outlet outlook for the most part has shifted back to where their values are adjusting, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're out of that workforce mentality that we had gotten into because we feel, felt like for some reason we got to this space where I got to constantly work to create this life of comfort that I want and I desire. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But we just didn't find the healthy balance and how to do that and didn't realize that all of those precious moments we're missing, um, you know, baby's first steps or, you know, these little things, these things in these moments we miss because we're too busy trying to work to create a life rather than cooperating with our minds to create that space and allowing our minds to open us up to other possibilities of how to make that happen without anxiously toiling away, right? Right, yes. And I mean, I think I think it's you're quite right, and things are shifting. And you know, like your podcast and the, yeah. the reason that we're talking is one of the symptoms of yeah. of the shift. Yeah. And I love that. That's like more and more people are are starting to listen. And and you know, and that is the other side of of um, the negativity and the suffering that we see is that um, you know, suffering wakes you up. It makes you go like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Like, right. what else is there? I love so, it. I love it. For people who are experiencing anxiety, because we're seeing it a lot, I believe that it's been on the increase, not just because of the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, you know, obviously in our spaces, we see and hear a lot about anxiety and depression and, you know, mental health. And um, we've been seeing especially an, an uptick in people recognizing the importance of proper mental health and, and, and basically work-life balance that we've been saying for tons of years, but not truly creating organizational cultures that appreciate and really are about it and not just performative. As we see an uptick in anxiety and people dealing with anxiety and moments of anxiety, right? What recommendations do you have to overcome anxiety? But I think first it's important to identify, like how do you identify before you share those recommendations? How do you identify when you're experiencing anxiety? Like what, what, how can you identify that? How do you know that, oh my God, this is anxiety happening to me. Like I'm having an anxious moment. Right. And Latanya, that is really exactly what what needs to happen first because that you know like if you don't know and if you ignore it there's nothing you can do about it then you're stuck in it Absolutely. so yeah and and so um you know like obviously in the moment it's it's a tension that happens it's discomfort in the you know in the body in the mind like you might get tunnel vision you might get you might have that feeling of you have too much to do like an overwhelming an overwhelming feeling if you're starting to pay attention to your mind there's going to be the list that keeps repeating in your head and then i have to do this 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 and um you know and you're breathing but most of it i think the, the biggest bell really it's is a feeling of discomfort you know it's like notice when you're no longer comfortable mm-hmm. no and and then you know like call it anxiety there is different obviously emotions that will will um 
come up when you're thinking, okay, I'm not comfortable. So it could be frustration, anger, it could also be despair. So then to call it anxiety would be, you know, when you listen to your your particular thinking, your particular story that's running in that moment. And that would be one of, if I don't do this, then something bad is going to happen to me. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, I think the first thing for us is is that discomfort. Like, okay, I'm no longer at peace. Good. That's good. That's a good way. And I and I really hope that people are paying attention to that because I had a, a conversation with Amanda Corbin and one of the things we were talking about is triggers and how a lot of times we're using, we see it all over social media. People talk about triggers and I'm going like, child, that's not a trigger. You just ain't, you're just bothered. You're just annoyed. There's a difference, right? And yes. so we went through defining that. And, and one of the things is that we need to understand is what is anxiety? Because if you truly don't understand what anxiety is, is you could miss you know you could miss something right and you could mess yourself up I, and, and I want to encourage people that if you suffer from anxiety or if you think you might have anxiety it's okay to go see somebody and find out exactly what it is is it anxiety is there something constantly triggering mm-hmm. you into anxious moments because you can have two things happening at the same time both can be true you can you can suffer from anxiety but you can also be triggered by things that constantly bring about anxiety and if you don't deal with both you're gonna constantly go through life struggling in this area and the goal is for you to have a positive outlook on life and to be able not necessarily to coast through life because things are gonna happen bumps are gonna happen along the way but being able to equip you with what you need so that you can have a full life free of those moments to where you're not discomfort, you're not uncomfortable, but you're at peace. What is robbing you of your peace? And I would dare say, write it down. When you when you come down from that moment, because sometimes you're so anxious that you know you can't get a hold of your breathing and certain things like that. Deal with the physical part first. Because you can't get to the mental side until you deal, till you bring yourself to a space of calm. Right. So where now your breathing is under control, your mind's not racing, you know, all of these things. And then, you know, ask yourself some questions like you said, like you said earlier, question your beliefs, question what's happening, what what brought this on? You know, right. what's something I heard, something I smell, like go through your five senses, you know, those things can often be triggering. Mm-hmm. And when you go through them, you know, once you start jotting down and keeping track of things, you can see patterns evolving that can They're help getting, you determine yes. what's creating anxiety in my life so that I can now take the necessary steps to adjust, right? Um, yes. And so I think that it's important to first identify, like you said, what's anxiety, but also what's bringing on your anxiety. You know, maybe are you ta- are you taking on more than you can chew because you feel like I'm called to more and I want to have this comfortable life, so I'm taking on more than I can handle. Mm-hmm. But what good is that if you're not here to enjoy it, right? <laughs> you know, or you're creating this quote comfortable life for you and your family, but you can't enjoy it. At the same time, like I, I, I had a meeting, I have a women's conference coming up and we had a meeting with the speakers and one of the speakers was talking about, you know, her family, they were having an outing, right? Her kids and her grandkids came and she said, even her grandkids told her, 
Nana, put the phone down. Are you going to be present in the moment and enjoy stuff, you know, with us? Or are you going to, you know, be on your phone all the time? And her kids was like, take, just don't bring your phone or just don't be in your phone the whole time. And she found herself still doing it. Uh-huh. And she was yeah. like, oh my God. And they were just like, are you serious? Like, we came all the way here for this just for you to be in your phone. And she was just like, the disappointment on her grandkids and our kids' face was like, was another wake-up call like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Because right. you don't realize that, sh- that you become a workaholic, right? And mm-hmm. in trying to achieve goals, because another thing that we see in these echo chambers online is everybody talking about hustling and, you know, achieving these goals and this, this is goals and this is goals and this is that, this is, but that may not be goals for you. And you've got to put things in the proper context. Otherwise you may find yourself in a situation where you're constantly anxious because I'm not achieving what the next person is achieving. You're seeing AstroTurf because that's a soundbite. And you have to remember that online is curated content. And so you got to find that balance, right, between that. So now that we know what anxiety looks like and or have a feel and a good understanding of how to recognize when anxiety is coming on uh, upon us, what are some recommendations you have to overcome anxiety? Yeah, I just wanted to also say, um, Latanya, I love how you're pulling it all together and making it like totally you know, this is this is what the world looks like. So this yeah. is what you want to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, very, very to the point. Like really good. So like what I recommend for people is the first. So I, I work with present moment awareness that a, a lot. So obviously that's where I come from. And so like when you know when you recognize it, when you notice you're not feeling good um, right now and, you know, but you're in the middle of the workday, so you don't have time to now sit down and like journal and all of those things so what really is powerful is breathing and honestly i'm telling people if this doesn't work for you that's because you don't do it because you know like i mean it's not going to work for you if you remember like oh yeah take a breath okay let's go that's not doing it i agree (laughs) right so so and it doesn't take a ton it takes like honestly three four deep breaths to stay with that breath to like take a breath and notice the air going all the way from the nose into the chest noticing the chest expand collapse the air coming back out and staying with that and honestly it really takes three to four breaths and your body's going to be more relaxed i love that and and then from there um, you can look at, okay, where am I? Where are my feet? That's what I do with my, one of my daughters gets exam anxiety the day before. And I go, hey, can you feel your feet? Where are your feet? Mm-hmm. And just bringing yourself out of that that scary Long. thing, you yeah. know, that you think is going to happen to you like, oh, hang on, here's the ground. Here's the body, you know, and um, and it's the same as the breathing just bringing yourself into this moment right now that's good redirecting your focus absolutely redirecting the focus and then another thing that you can do is you know as you're noticing it is to say this is what i'm feeling so what we tend to go is like we tend to go like i'm anxious so Mm -hmm. that incorporates like i am this anxious thing like it's a complete identification with an emotion and that takes over so to stay instead i feel anxiety right now is taking a step away from it and go like oh yeah all right it's an emotion 
it's it's coming and going it's got a course and i can do things to deal with it and it's not all me you know like it's this is not me from now on until forever it's just this moment and then a really fascinating thing a really loving thing that i really love to do is um to reframe it to look at if you have just a little bit more time and if you're doing these kind of practices it gets easier over time but then it really becomes powerful is to look at how is this thing that's happening a good thing how is this an opportunity you know, and the, the the most obvious opportunity often is like we we all know we grow, you know, we're being stretched in challenging situations. Uh-huh. Like we know that. Uh-huh. Like so, how is this an opportunity for me to grow? Uh-huh. You know, that is the the first thing. That's awesome. And yeah, and one one thing they said, like what I learned like years ago, and this is really easy, is to go um, when you're faced with something that creates stress in you uh-huh. get into a habit of saying oh fascinating huh? instead of saying like oh this is bad and this is the and just go like oh fascinating because it just creates that space of like okay well let's look at this how is this an opportunity i love it i love that but one of the first things you said was that that resonates with me because i i, I believe in it so much acknowledge it but don't own it so when you uh-huh. said, I'm, yes. don't say I'm anxious, reframing your words and what you say, because I don't think that we realize that when we say I'm anxious, you're owning it. And so it's never going to leave you because now you've owned what's happening right, right now. Right. And so reframing right. it in, into the context of I acknowledge that this is happening, but I'm not owning it, taking it upon myself and saying that this is mine because it's not something that I want at this time. I absolutely love that because that's necessary to do. And it's not easy to do, but what you said is key. You gotta practice it. The more you do it, the better you get at it and it won't take you so long. Being present and in the moment also. It's about reframing it, taking your mind off of what's happening and, and redirecting your focus so whether it's you know where my feet are, am I on the ground, and am I breathing? It's taking your mind off of that anxious moment, that right. this feeling of anxiety, and redirecting so that I'm not giving, I'm not feeding into the anxiety. I'm feeding into what's bringing me peace and calm at the moment, and right. then reframing it into a positive opportunity is absolutely amazing because we learn by growth. So how can yes. I grow from this experience? And the more you grow from it, you'll find that it, it it's, it's fleeting. It's not happening as often as it yes. used to, right? And that's why yes. we have these conversations and that's why we find those things that are helpful for us, right? Uh, in the conversation that I have with Amanda on inner healing, she talked about this technique that therapists give five touch points, right? You go through your five senses and you write them down. You identify them. Five things I can touch, three things I can hear, four things, whatever, whatever, whatever. Not in any particular order, but yes. by the time you get to one, you've gone from this trigger moment that has caused anxiety, some type of manifestation physically in your body. You've gone yes. from that down to here now. Uh-huh. I can function. Now I can hear what people are saying. Now I can I can receive advice, right? Yes. Um, when I first started working out with my trainer, I could not get my breathing under control. I would be like, <gasps> you know, and I realized that part of it was, it's like, she was like, I need you to control your breathing. 
But in that moment, it was hard to do because all I wanted to was get air, just get air, just get air, just get air, right? right? And she was like, hold the breath. Hold the breath, are you crazy? I need to breathe, <laughs> what are you talking about? She was like, but you can't regulate your breathing if you keep huffing and puffing, it's gonna make it worse. I know it doesn't make sense, just trust me, right? Right. What we're telling you is trust the process. You yes. know, don't think about it and definitely don't overthink it because it's going to make it worse. Just go through the technique. But what's the worst that can happen? You get better. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. But, you know, if you want to have a more positive outlook on life. These are some of the things that, you know, you've got to overcome, right? Anxiety is one of those things. The other thing is uncertainty. Uh -huh. Uncertainty in life. There are some people who cannot go through life without planning every single detail, which means they got to know every single thing, but nothing in life is certain, right? And that can lead to anxiety because feeling like you've got to be perfect and hit the bullseye every time. And I know that this is going to happen, but people are unpredictable. Life is unpredictable. The moment you think you know what's going to happen, and some people are really good at forecasting and, and, and looking at strategic foresight and looking to the future. But guess what? There's still that unpredictable nature of, of people, the human thread, right? How do we handle change? Because some people just genuinely don't like change. But change is inevitable. It says more. the more we stay the same, the more, the more we change, the more we stay the same. It's not always true, but change is inevitable. The pandemic forced us to change, even when you didn't want to change. You had to change, right? So how do we handle change in the face of uncertainty? Because we're in a very uncertain space worldwide. We're in an uncertain space. We don't really know how things are gonna go. We don't know if another pandemic is looming, right? We don't know, you know, and, and we're dealing with multiple pandemics, not just COVID, but we're dealing with a human threat, right? We're dealing Thank with you. this, we're dealing with the financial, we have all these different things. How do we handle change in the face of uncertainty, especially as we're setting and creating the new normal for ourselves? Yeah, I love I love that you're saying that, you know, the new normal, like, and, and once we're there, it's not gonna change and we're gonna feel safe and it's gonna be like, finally, we're going to live in this, you know, in this world, right. where, like we can all relax and we can all fr be friends and, right. And, but it's only going to happen if they change. Right. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, no. And it's such a, such a strong, um, you know, hope that we have, right? That this mm -hmm. was going to, to pass. And there is such a disappointment if it doesn't come. And, and there is so much fear and, and resentment and, you know, like that we're trying to, yeah, uh, that we're putting out on the people that, that keeping it from happening. Right. Yeah, right. but um, you know, it's like really, and it's as you're saying, it's a constant, like change is a constant and um, the uncertainty that's coming with it is a constant. Right, Like, right. But we are trying, and, and trying to, to do, you know, trying to train the world to be different or to use, or yourself, or right. like, you, you know, it's like trying to teach a cat to bark. It's, mm -hmm. that's, it's insane and yeah. honesty. Absolutely. But like for me, what I found, like I, so I've inquired into fears for a long time. I wrote a book about it too. And like for me, I found that at the base of uncertainty 
of that fear of uncertainty is a fear of survival again and i said it a little bit earlier already but coming back to that when we're scared of um you know we're not in control we can't control what's going to happen we're in essence we're scared for our survival like and you can see it with the COVID. you know all the camps that saying like this is right no this is right it's like the people that are vaccinated vaccinating are scared for their because it kills people the people that are not vaccinating are scared because it kills people right it's the and then like any number of areas in your life you can see that like finances all the fear that we don't have money go down to if i don't have money i'll be out in the streets i won't have anything to eat my kids are going to starve nobody's going to treat me when i'm sick mm -hmm. right and and the same in relationships like we put that that um wanting to be safe on our partners like you see it all over again and again and again and it really it's a fear of survival but we do die you know we're all gonna die it's like so so to go into that fear to really be present with that fear that last fear of death you know it's part of some religious practices like buddhism and christianity i know of it's probably in other religions as well and you know just being aware of that mortality aware of the fear that we will end and, mm -hmm. and you know be with that and knowing that it is out of your control when you're going to die mm -hmm. it's entirely there's right, right. nothing you can do at all to you know to have that be in control i mean of course you can do a lot of um healthy things for yourself right. that will increase your likelihood of living longer but how many how often have you heard people say oh this was the healthiest person and then she died of cancer right right, right? Right. Or some type of heart attack. And you'd be like, how is it possible that they had a heart attack? They were fit. They worked out. They did this. They did that. At the end of the day, we don't control. You don't when, have to control. When, we, we don't have control over when that name, when your name is going to get called into the hereafter. Like, you, exactly. just, you just don't. Right. That's that's And that's the ultimate uncertain right. moment. That's, that's the ultimate in uncertainty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, and that's not saying don't do the good things for you. Oh, like yeah. totally not. You can while you live, you can decrease your amount of suffering anyway. Yeah. But just notice that in the end it is not your call. And yeah. and when you really get that, when you really get that, mm -hmm. that brings a huge amount of freedom. Because yeah. You know, that uncertainty stops from being something that you need to fear to just like, oh, okay, that's okay. I'm not going to control it. So I might right. as well just drop it. That's good. That's good. What is, you know, as we close out this amazing conversation, y'all, this has been so good. And I really hope y'all have taken some notes. Go back and listen to it. I listen to other episodes constantly. And each time I hear something different all the time, that's good. Like, oh my God, this was so good. Like, how did I miss that the first time? But uh, that's the beauty of conversations like this and really juicing it. Just keep listening to it because you're going to get more and more and more each time. What are some tips for maintaining a positive outlook? Um, so for me, it's it's really allowing myself to see the positive in myself, you know, and I mean, you you know, you can work with positive affirmations, um, but you know, that's just scratching the surface. Like anyway, I think that is just scratching the surface. It really is about um, finding the dark pieces in yourself, like the, the, the pieces that you are afraid of that, um, mm -hmm. you know, childhood traumas, like all those fears and, and hold them, you know, hold them lovingly because they are part of you. And when you know you can hold them lovingly like that um, and confidently like that, you know, you becoming whole. 
you're you are the whole you embody the whole of human experience and from that point you have compassion for other people you become you have a um, you know an energy you have more energy and you have like a confidence that you can handle um, you know all the challenges in life because you've seen where they come from because you have done this practice of of holding it of you know calming it down it's a lovely part of an um, of inner child word work is like you you look at the inner child but then you also look at the inner parent you know how does the inner parent hold this child that is so scared or that is so angry and so you're both of those and so you embody both of them and then you can see the same the same happening in the world and and you you know you see the world in a more positive light because it's not all against you and it's not well these things are not out of your control like your mental state your consciousness your awareness of yourself that is the one thing that you have control over that you can work with and so that goes a long way yeah. towards maintaining that positive attitude i love it it's be transparent with yourself and honest, i love that yes. it's be transparent and honest with yourself because at the yes. end of the day you are responsible for your own happiness your own joy for your own life and and no one else can do the work for you at the end of the day you know it's kind of like asking your friend to run a marathon for you okay but you're not going to get commitment <laughs> from that so i don't understand that but uh <laughs> we do that i i hear that often like run for me okay but yeah i, I can't it's not gonna be that well <laughs> okay but i'll take your benefits along with that you know so it's okay you know so right be yeah. transparent and honest with yourself. I love that. Um, as we close out, do you have a parting message that you'd like to leave for the audience today? I, I think it's that mostly, you know, it's like, yeah, um, be in the love, be in the light, but, but bring the negative with you and just notice that, you know, the light only shines in front of a dark background. It's like they're, they're, they need to be together. So we need to be whole as human. Um, and one thing to do that is to notice that positive and negative, just same as light and dark, they're just opinions, judgments. And so, you know, when you step away from them um, a little bit, they're not that all encompassing. Mm -hmm. And so just ask yourself, is that different opinion, that, that thing, is that worth going to war over in a discussion? Is it even completely true for myself what I'm, you know, what I'm feeling so bad about, so anxious, so fearful? Yeah, just, just noticing that, you know, as humans, we're so complex. We have, we're so diverse, like not just as a society, but also in ourselves and just, you know, embracing all of that and just holding it close and with lots of love. And yeah, and I wish that for everybody. Oh, that is so good. Y'all, that is so good. Don't shy away from the bad. You know, you can't, that's like bearing, that's truly burying your head in the sand shying away from the bad face those yeah. hard truths face those hard things and deal with them head on like kick that punching bag head on give it everything you got and get help along the way i am and y'all know i love affirmations but i am also big on doing the work and sometimes doing the work means you got to get help along the way it's okay to get a therapist it's okay to get a counselor it's okay to go to coaching it's okay Okay, so Steph, tell the people about this book that you wrote, where they can find it, and how they can connect with you on social media or online and all your online spaces. Okay, so the book that I wrote at the moment is only on Apple Books um, as a ebook, and it's called Awakening from Fear, and it's about um, transforming the fears um, through the work of, of Byron Katie. And yep, I'm, my company is called The Leaders Work. It's got theleaderswork.com. 
That's the website and on Facebook as well as the leaders work and under Stephanie Scriven. Love it. Love it. You guys, this has been a great conversation and I really hope today helps you figure out how to create that positive outlook on life because that is how we get through life every day. If we allow all the negativity and all of the toxic things of this world to weigh us down, we will not make it. And the goal here is to help you live your best life now, not tomorrow, but now. We want to pull that into the present and find ways to not just kind of bury our heads in the, in the sand from what's happening, but how do we embrace those things in the face of what of the world we want to create for ourselves. So I want to thank Steph so much for joining me today. You've been on the mic with Dr. Ace, the Global Mentor Coach. And again, thanks so much for listening. If you have some topics you'd like to hear or if you need a coach for you uh, to help you achieve your goals or just somebody to counsel you and just listen to your aches and pains, send me an email at info at globalmentorcoach.com. Again, I appreciate your listening ear. Like, share, and follow this podcast. As always, keep it sexy, classy, and modest as you spread lots of love and light. Until next time, have a fantastic day you guys. Bye!